This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Here's your daily crunch. Coming up, Sam Bankman-Fried says he didn't defraud FTX customers or take their funds. But first, Apple fixes bug that undermined iOS privacy feature for years. Apple has fixed a years-old vulnerability in its iPhone and iPad software that undermined a privacy feature since it first debuted. Back in 2020, Apple announced a new feature in iOS 14 that would prevent nearby wireless routers and access points from gathering an Apple device's unique Mac address. Tracking Mac addresses can have legitimate uses, like allowing administrators to identify every device connected to their networks, such as unauthorized devices. But knowing a device's MAC address can be used for tracking that device across different networks. Rather than sharing the device's unique MAC address, the iOS feature would use a different private address for each network. But it turns out that this feature hasn't worked as intended since it was first introduced, according to security researchers Tommy Misk and Talal Haj Bakri, who discovered a flaw that prevented the privacy feature from properly working. In a video published this week, Misk explained that while iOS has replaced the device's real MAC address with a randomly generated address for each network, the device's software also included the real MAC address in the AirPlay discovery requests that an iPhone sends when it joins a network. These real MAC addresses were then broadcast to every other connected device on the network. Misk confirmed to TechCrunch that iPhones and iPads kept sending these requests even when the user enabled lockdown mode an opt-in feature designed to protect against highly targeted cyber attacks. Apple this week fixed the vulnerability but has not disclosed the severity of the bug, but Misk notes that the vulnerability rating score system classifies the vulnerability as high. Apple spokesperson Scott Radcliffe declined to answer TechCrunch's questions. Up next, a year after Musk's takeover, X says an average user spends 32 minutes per day on the platform. On the eve of the one-year anniversary of Musk taking over Twitter, now X, the company published a retrospective blog post examining how it has fared under the new management. There are a lot of numbers in the post, but one that sticks out is a claim that an average user spends 32 minutes on the platform. X's CEO Linda Yaccarino said in a blog post that overall users spend 7.8 billion active minutes every day. It's hard to make out what active minutes means. However, it's lower than the 8 
8 billion active minutes Musk tweeted about last year. Similarly, the figure of 1.5 million signups per day is also lower than Musk's 2 million per day signup figure from a year ago. In other words, X is growing at a slower pace and engagement is slowly declining. The social network noted that premium users are spending three times longer on X than non-paying users. That's not surprising, given X is incentivizing a set of eligible premium users for a payout. And Sam Bankman-Fried says he didn't defraud FTX customers or take their funds. Yesterday, Sam Bankman-Fried sat on the stand, once again in an oversized gray suit and purple tie, and testified in front of a jury. He's on trial for seven charges related to fraud and money laundering and has been sitting silently the past four weeks, waiting for his chance to speak. Bankman-Fried co-founded FTX in 2019 alongside Gary Wang after they co-founded crypto trading firm Alameda Research in the fall of 2017. When he got into the crypto world, he said he knew basically nothing. But over time, he said his vision grew to build the best crypto exchange product on the market and to move the ecosystem forward. Turned out to be the opposite of that, Bankman-Fried said. A lot of people got hurt. When asked by his lead lawyer, Mark Cohen, whether he defrauded or took customer funds, Bankman-Fried said, no, I did not. On Thursday, Judge Lewis Kaplan heard from Bankman-Fried without a jury to determine whether his testimony could be shared with jurors. Among those topics, FTX's data retention policy, the fact that he skimmed over terms of service, Alameda's use of the exchange's customer funds, and more information about Dan Friedberg who Bankman-Fried hired to be FTX's general counsel. Now let's hear what's happening in the world of startups. Stealthy social commerce startup taps into meta roots to create AI-first brand messaging. Nectar AI wants to provide direct-to-consumer and e-commerce brands with an easier way to connect with consumers. The social commerce platform was started by sisters Mispa Yorizi and Farah Yorizi, who saw this problem firsthand while both worked at Meta. Nectar AI team says brands need to find new ways to personally engage and convert consumers where they spend the most time. The company enables D2C and e-commerce companies to swap out the half-dozen tools they use now for Nectar's AI-generated messaging tool that uses large language models and retrieval augmented generation to connect at scale, Farah Yorizi said in an interview. Next, India's bike taxi startup Rapido is getting into the cab business. Rapido, the eight-year-old Indian bike taxi startup, is expanding into the cab market in the South Asian nation, where Uber and its homegrown competitor Ola dominate. The Bengaluru-based startup has begun a pilot of its cab service in the southern city of Hyderabad. TechCrunch has learned and confirmed. The company plans to expand the service to other cities, including Delhi, NCR, Bengaluru, and Chandigarh. The Delhi NCR launch of Rapido Cabs will take place as early as next week, three people familiar with the matter told TechCrunch. Until recently, Rapido customers have been able to hail a ride on a motorized motorcycle or a three-wheeled auto rickshaw. The company's decision to add cars in the mix diversifies its offerings and could help it expand its customer base. It also creates a stickiness for existing customers who might have previously opted to take an Uber on those occasions when they needed a ride in a car. And Credal aims to connect company data to LLMs securely. Credal.ai, a Y Combinator-backed startup that gives enterprises a way to connect their internal data to text-generating cloud-hosted AI models, has raised $4.8 million in a seed round led by Spark Capital. Credal was founded by Jack Fisher and Ravin Tambapillai, who previously worked at Palantir and bonded over a mutual interest in security and compliance. Ravin, a former Google employee, taught himself to code after studying 
studying philosophy, politics, and economics at Oxford. Fisher and Tamba Palai initially set out to build what they describe as a decision-making assistant for enterprises that had used large language models to read documents and give advice on strategic C-suite level decisions. But the project eventually morphed into something broader, a tool to connect data from internal data sources to outside LLMs. As the platform exists today, Creedle can be used to build general knowledge or domain-specific AI-powered chatbots for a range of use cases, like creating a bot that answers security questions about software that the company licenses, drawing on the latest documentation. Creedle doesn't serve LLMs itself. Rather, it sits between users submitting prompts, example, what's the latest version of this software, and an API from a third-party LLM provider like OpenAI or Anthropic, acting as a co-pilot that can be deployed in existing apps like Slack. That's all for today. I'm Imran Shaikh, and for more from TechCrunch, go to TechCrunch.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.